Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello, universe, and welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We have a fabulous show planned today with lots of cosmic startups which we can integrate into our lives and all of the juiciest Hollywood stories. Hey everybody, I am Sam Davidson, entertainment news journalist, pop culture junkie, celebrity fanatic. I am so excited to be here today talking about the biggest stories of the week and I'm super excited to announce to you guys our special celebrity guest, Elizabeth Francis. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, hey thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So Elizabeth, I feel so strongly about, I interviewed you for the company I work for, MEA, a few months ago, and um, I interviewed you for the show you were currently on, The Sun, and it had Pierce Brosnan, it was, you know, huge, huge network. Tell me a little bit about how you landed that role, because your role in it is so unique. You don't even speak English in it at all. Yeah, I am. Um, gosh, landing that role, I on the show I speak three languages, so that was its own challenge, I love and that. it was amazing. And uh, and we got to spend time. You know, I spent time in Comanche Nation, in Oklahoma, learning about the the culture because every tribe is different, and learning about the language because every language is different. And learning how to bareback ride, and it was really this like so cool. tremendous adventure. Lots of growth. Um, uh, is set in this you know historical Western drama with Pierce as our lead, and um, I like to you know brag a little bit on the uh, his original love on that show. <laughs> <laughs> She's like it's like the woman that sets everything uh, down a dark path. After I can say it now, it's aired. Yeah, she has gone. Yes. Spoiler alert. Um, and the show has taken its final bow, sadly, but you have done so many other really, really huge things. You have been in NBC's Heartbeat. You were in a movie produced by Robert Redford, which premiered at Sundance. You have done so many cool things, but what I love is that I think you're such an up-and-coming artist and actress and you've been covering and being on all these different red carpets all these events and so it's like Hollywood knows that you're creeping up on them and I can feel it too well I mean there's no creeping because when we're looking at these stars there's definitely alignment so that's really great yeah I'm so excited to to dive into all of that for you because it's you know looking at everyone's charts you know originally when we just had your birth date we were able to see you know half of the picture of what was going on so for pisces all of that and so instantly i knew okay there's a lot of this great great energy in her career happening here but then also now that we have all of the details for your natal chart then i could go a little bit more deeply into it and digest other incredible aspects that you're going to be able to harness as well i'm so excited because for me it's like astrology for dummies so i'm going <laughs> to ask all of the questions yeah absolutely. good please do well kyle we have a pretty crazy week coming up ahead. So tell us what's going to be going on. This is true. So, you know, dun, 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 we've got Mercury retrograde approaching. That is actually going to be happening in July. But the thing about Mercury retrograde that we're going to kind of learn about today is the different stages that we interact with. So there's a thing that some astrologers and people in pop culture are starting to learn about that's called the shadow. There's a pre-shadow and then there's a post-shadow. 
So each of those periods are when we are still actually going through effects of a Mercury retrograde situation. However, it is not the most intense period because that actually happens when the planet goes backwards. So to kind of break it down here, we're going to dive right in. So Mercury enters shadow on June 20th. This means that the conversations and information that is exchanged now until August 15th will be very much in flux. Whenever any retrograde uh, planet begins and the inner planets are affected, particularly Venus, Mercury, or Mars, these affect our lives very intensely because that's our relationships, communication, all of those kinds of things. You know, but with the, the outer planets, when it comes to Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, you know, anything Neptune, we don't feel those as intensely because they're retrograde for about five months of the year, every year. So they rule bigger areas of our lives. So basically the signs that are being most affected for Mercury retrograde are like cancer and things like that? Well, there's a few different ways. Everyone obviously is going to be kind of universally affected because Mercury rules rules communication and, and technology. So anything with working parts is going to have a lot of a breakdown reassessment so that you can find a better pattern to actually integrate it more uh, effectively into your routine and your life and, and all of that. So that's something that's really crucial to kind of pay attention to. But one little little known thing is that for <laughs> Taurus, which is me, it actually also rules not only our money, but it rules my love life. So every fucking time I have a Mercury retrograde, I'm always dealing with exes from the past and all Taurus will as well. So like that is something I know. It's, like, you've it's been... like a mini Venus retrograde for me every time. Every time that it happens. I know, I know, you know. So, but so that's you know. But because it rules those parts of my chart, you know. So for Pisces, it would rule. It actually. Let me think. And Elizabeth is a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of. So it would rule actually your partnerships. So any important business partnerships or, you know, collaborators, agents, managers, yeah. those things will always be in flux for all Pisces there. And then they're also going to affect your home life. Is that right? Do I have it right? Yes. So anything to do with domesticity, family communication breakdowns, those things are tending to be uh, also, you know, especially in flux because Mercury in your chart. Okay. rules those areas isn't that really crazy so partnerships like yeah this is money relationships it's partnerships yes it's so interesting yeah. yeah so but on top of you know the general effects of you know cars breaking down computers breaking down phones going on fritz emails getting lost that kind of stuff so you know that's just kind of in general in the shadow yeah yes. so for you uh it would be what i normally go through every day just <laughs> <laughs> well media is always because of the way that libra and, and so Mercury rules Gemini, and it rules Virgo. So that's how I can know where it falls into the chart of how it's actually going to be affecting things very specifically to that sign. So for you, that is media, mass communication, you know, big advertising, academics, those things for all Libras are going to kind of be in flux, but also, oh, it's um, in your 12th house. So the, the 12th house is all about uh, your renewal and healing and any of the, like the old karma that's kind of being dug up that always comes up for you every mercury retrograde things that you have to release in order to improve and grow from hmm. so yeah so that's just really that's very very specific so sorry that's about exciting. that guys. well yeah question yeah. though i mean is it possible for a mercury retrograde to be actually a good experience for Absolutely. somebody well they are 
you know, ultimately every retrograde here is to teach us something. And I always really do focus upon, you know, we want to live our life of abundance or we want to be redirected on our soul path to, to live the life that is actually most beneficial in this lifetime for us and, and, and have those specific milestones happen. If we're running forward all the time, we don't have the opportunity to take, to take a step back and learn and breathe and realize that we might have to pivot directions to get more things. But I keep on learning. I'm, you know, <laughs> I just want to, to have a little, it's, it's Mercury retrograde for me feels like going to the dentist. You know, you get that call and you go, I swear to God, I just went. You're like, I know it's good for me. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to show anyone. Exactly. Right. But that's in there. That's between yeah. that molar. I should make a meme about that. <laughs> totally, totally. Mercury retrogrades, like going to the dentist. Again, it's time. I was just here. Yeah. I was going to say going to the gynecologist. But no. Oh, that's true. That's, oh. I'm never going to have that experience. So, <laughs> Mazel tov. Right. So, all right. So to dive into specifically about the retrogrades, I've written up some information here. So the Mercury retrograde pre-shadow corresponds to the time during during which Mercury tra Mercury traces the path in the sky that it will later return to as it moves backward during the actual Mercury retrograde phase. Often it is during this time that the conditions are set up for the retrograde phase that follows. As Mercury slows down just prior to its retrograde motion, the contributing factors and the experiences of this cycle are strengthened. And this is indicated, you know, as we move into that part of the calendar. Then we move forward into the actual Mercury retrograde phase, and that is when Mercury appears to have stopped and then goes backward. Near the beginning and end of the retrograde phase, these are very strong effects because that's it's it's kind of being shaken up, it's standing still, it's it's re you know addressing that. So things get very chaotic right at the beginning and right at the end, always. Mm. The retrograde phase is famous for revealing the consequences of inattention to detail, wrong assumptions, as well as errors in communication and transportation. So all of these are usually being set up in the pre-shadow phase. So everyone that's listening, every, you know, all us here right here too, start paying attention to the 20th until Mercury goes retrograde on the 7th of July. So we're actually, those, all of those days, we're going to be noticing where the breakdown is going to be. Because once the 7th happens, all the way until the 31st of July, that's when shit hits the fan. That's when it's going to be actually going down. But you can kind of, like a story, just see where you're going. Does that make sense? Yeah, so we're going to see basically like all the little... Oh crap! Yes, oh, exactly. Right, exactly. Okay, I'm getting it. Okay. Yes, totally. totally. <laughs> have you have you guys ever seen that Adam Sandler movie called Click? It's no. like his yeah. most dramatic one. Basically, he has a remote and he can click through times of his life he doesn't want to deal with. And then, <laughs> you know, the lesson in the end is that you have to experience these things because he feels like he's missed his entire life. But, mm -hmm. you know, right now I really would like to click through Mercury Retro <laughs> Okay. Right. But can I click forward and rewind? Yes, right. and just yeah. watch it. <laughs> Well, so then moving forward to the post-shadow, which we will get into, get into uh, later on into August, that's when Mercury is actually moving forward again. And this phase refers to the time when we are retracing those things that happened throughout the retrograde period that we need to actually realize were important to be addressed. So this reveals all of the errors in communication and travel and, you know, connection that were going wrong. One thing that I was actually doing research on here is, since this retrograde happens predominantly in Leo and Cancer, 
it's going to affect very specific things. So traditionally, retrogrades in Leo affect rulers, presidents, as well as companies and people who are in autocratic positions. So it starts there, but then it begins with this Cancer pre-shadow. So the actions and response of the people or the governed will will have an effect throughout everything that's happening collectively on a major global scale. Whoa, so we're talking like the higher. Yeah, totally. Exciting and terrifying. I know. know. Right. I'm like, well, Trump's a Gemini, so. <laughs> and, but that's his ruler. It means that right. every... So, so here's the thing, too, is that every time your ruler is, is going backwards in the sky, it actually lessens your power. So you do not have as much strength to make your endeavors happen. So, Salmon, you and I are actually always on the same because we're ruled by Venus. You're Libra. I'm Taurus. So that's why when we, like, we just, like, lose our minds, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God, you know, to gay, to, to, to gay together. <laughs> Together, yeah. Yeah, at but least we're together for this. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But for you, it's Neptune. Oh. And Jupiter, because you have two rulers as a Pisces. Oh, right. Because I yeah. got the two. Yeah, so Jupiter's actually retrograde right now. So you're going to see so much massive, you know, renewal and, and movements starting August 11th for the rest of the year, because okay. that's when it's going to be direct again. So there's, and that's the thing is with, with astrology, we're dealing with so many cross currents. Think right. there's a lot of different factors. You know, it's very rare that there's going to be a time. There was one earlier in the beginning of this year, and there will be one again next year where all of the planets are direct. So all of your actions and things are going to be able to move very rapidly forward. But it also means that you can burn out because you're expending all of your energy rather than having anything slow you down. Mm. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. That is so cool because you always hear about as a astrology for dummies person you always hear about like you're on sign but there's so many factors going into it oh totally totally and i love diving into it because you can you can see different ways that you can harness certain things you can utilize them you know let's say you want to focus on you know there's a good time for love but there but the planet of love is going backwards well then it says maybe you should be returning to someone from your past or a content you know like using using the the you know, rather than fighting the ocean waves and constantly being battered down, like, let's ride it and right. go out to sea and, you know, and, and, and embrace all of that. So when there's a storm, yeah, ride the wave in. Totally, <laughs> totally. So the last thing I'll just mention here is speaking of, the, of uh, you know, the ocean, we are upon the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year on June 21st. So cheers to that. Like, Woo-hoo. yay. Yeah. Cool day. <laughs> yes. So this is very significant for us because it's not only the official dawn of summer, but we're transitioning into cancer season, which we'll dive into later, which is your rising sign. So whenever cancer's highlighted, you're going to light up. And so that's really beautiful for you, um, just in general. When the sun is in cancer, collectively, we can all look at this as we are very self-protective under this influence. So our attention turns to our nest, our homes, our families or anything that makes us feel at home safe and secure. Nurturing and taking care of our loved ones or pet projects will come into focus at this time, and our emotions are going to run deep. Because of this, we are more susceptible to the ups and downs of the moon and the tides of our emotions during this time. So, you know, be aware of this, understand this, and then use it to your benefit. That's what we got for this week. I love it. Well, guys, next is my personal favorite segment, which is our pop culture segment. It is going to be great. We have some very juicy stories for you guys, so stay tuned.
everyone, welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio. Our next segment is going to be our celebrity and pop culture segment. We have some really great juicy stories for you guys that we cannot wait to get into. The first one is very exciting for me and probably both Kyle. We are big Swifties, big Taylor Swift fans. This has been a very big uh, month for her. As many of you may or may not know, she has been in an epic feud with Katy Perry for about the past five years, and it all started over a fight over backup dancers. Apparently, Taylor stole some backup dancers from Katy. And, Shady. Yeah. Shady. All of it up. Well, I mean, apparently, according to Katy... Taylor, Taylor was the shady one, mm-hmm. but then who knows what really happened? I mean, Bad Blood was based on this that you know that epic song that Taylor did in the music video that was supposed to be about Katy Perry, and each of them were just publicly slamming each other, especially for women that were like very into building others up. It was an unfortunate, um, you know, butt of heads. But last week, Katy Perry posted an Instagram photo of a plate of cookies with the phrase peace at last written in red on the plate with two peace signs and they were from taylor swift i i bet you she baked them herself and i bet you katie was like someone please eat these to make sure there's not poison in them (laughs) this is a trojan horse right right, totally but the person's still alive so she's like cool so she posted it on instagram with the (laughs) caption uh feels good Tagged the location at Let's Be Friends, and Taylor responded with a bunch of heart emojis, so, you know, all is well. But Taylor has been just promoting her new music like crazy. We had Me come out this past, uh, it was in May, I believe, Me came out, and that was her first single from her new album, but we didn't know much about the album, and Kyle and I have done some, some stories on Taylor and the direction that she's going to be going in with her music and her life, but someone at iTunes is probably going to get fired soon because uh, they accidentally posted the album cover and the name of Taylor's new album and took it down like literally within minutes. Taylor is in her like rainbow merch in front of a big rainbow cloud and the title of the album is Lover. So she of course then went to Instagram Live to announce that the title of the album is, ooh, guess what, Lover. And it is 18 tracks, which is the most number of tracks on an album she's ever had. And, you know, it all came at very interesting timing with this whole Katy Perry thing. And then to promote her newest single, You Need to Calm Down, on Instagram, she was releasing the names of the stars that were going to be in the music video, which was released last week. And we got a bunch of the Queer Eye Straight Guy guys, um, Ellen, um, Todrick, who also like produced the video with her and... I mean, so many people and that are big, specifically in the LGBTQ community. So the video came out. They didn't mention Katy Perry's name, but it said, and more. People had hope. When the video came out, it literally um, was so beautiful and well done and fun and a super great summer anthem. Did she say you cried? Uh, No, Kyle cried. You're my mate. (laughs) Really? Yeah, he said he cried. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, on, on Instagram or Facebook. He's like, I cried. Like, yeah, I almost cried. I watched it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's really fun. I already saw myself kind of recreating the video in the pool because she's on a little floaty, like wearing her glasses, and that's basically where I live in my pool on a floaty. 
So it is, it's very true. And so we see all these people. Um, Alan is getting a tattoo that says Cruel Summer, which we think is another Easter egg to what could be her next single. And then towards the end, we see Katy Perry arrive dressed up as a meatless burger. And Taylor Swift is dressed up as French fries, which represents VFF. And they hug and dance together. We're all, and then there's also a bunch of drag queens in the music video, too, that um, our drag queens for the most iconic pop stars. There's a Taylor drag queen. There's a Katie drag queen. There's an Adele drag queen. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. I have chills talking about it. Um, so yeah, everything seems to be all in well in their camp. But I wanted to see Kyle. Like, what do you see going on? What's the compatibility between these two women? Totally, totally. So Taylor Swift is a Capricorn rising, Sagittarius sun, and a Cancer moon. Katy Perry is a triple Scorpio across the board. So rising sun and moon. So she's a very pure Scorpio energy. She's got all of the greatest things of a Scorpio, but she's also got the darker ones too, whether or not she wants people to know that. She does hold grudges and she does play for keeps. That's why, you know, underneath all of this, she was resenting it and didn't want to get over it. But, you know, there's actually a lot of interesting things going on here astrologically, which we're going to go into. Astrologically speaking, as we've mentioned before, Taylor is going through eclipses in her identity. This is changing it and shifting it showing she is being directed to her highest purpose and wants the world to see her in new and transformative ways. Also, with Ju Jupiter being in her sun sign until December of this year, she's in a phoenix being reborn part of her life that is establishing patterns for the next 12 years. Next year will also be big for her because of her Capricorn rising when Jupiter goes into there throughout 2020. She's getting rid of old ways of doing things, releasing the baggage and karma, and wanting to shake it off, so to speak. You know, did you like Good that? one, Kyle. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, also, with Jupiter being in your sign, you're luckier too. And she wants to set good patterns into the cosmos and into her life for those coming 12 years. The sun is currently in her house of partnership right now. With, which it, with showing that this is a perfect way for her to unite with Katie in a pleasant way. The House of Partnership also rules open enemies too, meaning that she and Katie were all about their bad blood, and did it again, hey now. <laughs> and now they've merged their differences into a mutually beneficial partnership now instead. That's why sometimes people say, you know, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer, because you're actually in a partnership with the people that you hate. Ooh, yeah. that's like, you just dropped some wisdom mm -hmm. right there. I mean, it's literally, that's straight up Absolutely. astrology. Think about it, right? You are in partnership with your, like, you, friend. Uh, exactly, <laughs> you know, totally. I'm so bad at that, though, because I kind of always just, like, fall in love with, like, the people and, and just want to automatically trust them. And it's like, oh, we're chill now. And I'm like, oh, I forget that sentiment. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Just because they're close doesn't mean they're your best friends. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to surround myself with people that bring toxicity into my life. But even if they don't present themselves very, like, specifically in your life every day, when you when you bump into them, there's this this connection. You both are invested in hating each other or mm -hmm. not liking each other or resenting each other, you know, and investing within that. And obviously, it's best to just let that go. You know, and then you don't have to be enemies with each other, you know, or exes or anything of that nature. And sure. I'm really in a place where I'm just releasing that. And I think everybody hopefully can get to that place too, because holding on to that will just make you sick. Yeah. You I know? feel like, Elizabeth, Liz, though, like, you don't have any enemies. I literally couldn't see anybody not, like, liking you or getting along with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I meet people and I, like, fall in love. I'm just like, I love you. 
who are you? I want to know all about yeah. you. So I've had to learn that. I've had mm-hmm. to learn that, like, you know what? Like, maybe we're not vibing. It's okay to have some space. So yeah. I, yeah, but I really genuinely, like, enjoy 99.9% of human beings. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to. This point, that point one, though, it's real, because I know yeah. I can recognize it when I'm like, no. Yeah, I totally. see you. Well, just to finish the story, though, on Katie's end of things, Uranus, the planet of transformation and liberation, is currently in her house of partnership, shaking things up and helping her shiver out of old patterns. We'll roar out of them, I suppose. <laughs> this is going to liberate her more and help her establish unique partnerships, collaborations, and relationships, perhaps perhaps ones that she never even ex- expected before. So that's how it aligns specifically at this moment in time for them both. I will say that I do think Katy Perry maybe needs a boost up right now. Her music has become kind of stale and weird and just this all out odd. Her performances have been odd for some time. So maybe yeah, Taylor. I'm ready for her Phoenix like <laughs> rising moment. Well, she already had that. So. <laughs> Sorry, honey. That's yeah. not happening again. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's different things. You know, we can see her like, creativity being spiked or her career achievements being spiked or. Actually, she's going to have a, a new moon in that area at the end of the at the end of July. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean that she's on a downward spiral, but the patterns that she was building with Jupiter and her sign back in 2018 are really the most crucial ones to follow her for 12 years. Okay, well, you know what? I I don't feel bad for her. She's marrying Orlando Bloom, so I think she'll be okay. I met them. Did I tell you? No. I told you this. Yeah, I bumped into them. I was at a concert, and we were just like hanging out in the same group, and I was like, "What is my life?" <laughs> so weird. <laughs> wow. So weird. Wait, I know. What concert was it? Uh, years and years. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Back what, in, at Pride? No. No, this was back in November, and I was like, literally, like, I was having a blast with some friends, and because um, we personally had tickets mailed to us or emailed to us from Ali, the lead singer, and again, I was like, what is going on in my life? I, oh my god, whatever. And then we like happened to just be like hanging out with Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom, and I was like, literally, like, it was so crazy because they did like a wave to her from the stage in everyone turned to look at us and I was like, oh my god, Benjamin, what is going on? And I was instantly thinking, I'm like, how can I steal all this energy? <laughs> Sorry. I but like, I was like, I want to harness it, come on. You know, so anyways, let's move on. Well, <laughs> it's just, like, that's my weird... My that's my... <laughs> right, right. On um, a less positive <laughs> note, we have another celebrity scandal where another man has gotten himself into some trouble. Oh. Big freaking surprise, guys. I honestly just think these things are going to be continuing to... Have the, I mean, the Me Too movement just really got the ball started to roll and yeah. Our next um, guy is Cuba Gooding Jr., which is very sad. He's oh. been an inspiration to a lot of people. I mean, are you a fan, Liz? I was. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, show me the money. But, oh, you know, Cuba. So for a while now, there have been rumors that Cuba Gooding Jr. has had some inappropriate actions towards women. And when I say for a while, like, there's so many people that are accused of things that... And the truth is, is that a lot of them are true, but aren't taken seriously. And now, like, the FBI is actually looking into a case from a few years ago of a woman coming forward um, about him. But, yeah, last around last week, an NYU student was at this very high-end New York City bar rooftop. And um, she went to the authorities afterwards because he, like... Was touching her, touched her boobs, and the weird part is his girlfriend was like there the whole time. But the there's footage of it from the nightclub. It's it's on camera, and 
Um, there's another really big influencer, uh, Claudia Oshray, who has this like really cult following, including people like me. She has a podcast called The Morning Toast that I listen to every day, and she's a stand-up. And part of her stand-up routine is the time that Cuba Gooding Jr., she was out when she was 16 years old in New York City at a club with a fake ID, drinking, whatever, like what kids do when they are from Manhattan, and he stuck his finger up her butt. No. And, you know... No. Yeah, and so she's made a joke out of this she didn't know she was afraid to say anything to anyone because she was 16 years old in a club drinking but so now like that has come out and she's all over headlines um and he actually has surrendered to police in new york city and has turned himself in and now there's all of these other like cases that are being opened up but his um his lawyer still says the woman from last week was stalking him, wouldn't leave him alone, blah blah blah. So it's just but at the end I think Cuba, you know, was just like, I'm just gonna turn myself in at this point. Like you do what you gotta do, I do what I gotta do. So what what's going on with him? Well, you know, we are going to be seeing a lot of these kinds of things with Capricorns coming into the light because of the eclipses. That's a big, big thing that's been going on and we we first started hitting those eclipses at the beginning of this year. So all Capricorns, you know, I this is you're you're being redirected to your highest destiny. You're not necessarily going to be, you know, exposed for negative things if you're not being doing negative things, you know? Mm-hmm. But we will be seeing actually Capricorns rise to prominence, but we'll also be seeing a lot of them fall. So mm-hmm. just prepare for that and I'm predicting that here for the coming year and a half. Anyways so Cuba is a Capricorn, and we are seeing a lot of Capricorns in the center stage now, and will continue to now throughout all of 2020. This is because of the eclipse cycles going on and the powerful destined events that are coming to fruition. Also, with the full moon in Sagittarius happening this week, it falls in Cuba's 12th house of karma, renewal, and confinement. This is a place where the dark, dirty, deep, and intense energies lie, and where we go to withdraw from the world. This area of the chart also rules rehab, therapy, or even prison which is why he is turning himself in under the mighty power of this full moon. When I read that last night when you sent me the notes, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, that's really on point and nuts. Yeah. Also, there was a new moon solar eclipse that fell very close to his birthday this year on January 5th, and he is the second. Meaning he's harnessing that energy tremendously into his year. Big new beginnings and big things are coming for him. Last, with a full moon solar eclipse happening just one month away, July 16th, it is about big things coming to light about Capricorn. Sometimes this puts them in front and center in a good way, and they can bask in that glory. However, it can also illuminate big things that they do not want to expose, expose and this is the perfect example. Yikes. Mm. Well, Mm-mm. good riddance. I don't feel... Snaps to that. I mean, like... Snaps yeah. Yeah. You know, the universe is going like, mm-hmm. I see you. Right? Oh, totally. Yep. Totally, right? You, you think know. you're God? Get out of here. And like, also, what makes someone... When is it ever a good idea to stick your finger in a stranger's butt? I mean, yeah. I, not to be gross, but I've had many men try to do that to me, and... Oh. It's never been a cute thing. And I'm like, no. But, like, honestly, I mean, I haven't had it happen in quite a while. But, like, I remember being literally, like, 18 years old at the club, literally. And, you know, just dancing with, with people. And, like, people would try to do that to me. And I'd be like, what? No. And that was when I was, like, all top. And I was like, get your hand out of there. Nothing goes in there. Like, never. No, 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 no. But, like, 
<laughs> right? And I'm just like, ugh. No. Just, I'm sorry. I'm just like sweating of grossness right now. I like, know. No. And so, I mean, and Claudia, you know, that girl now, she's in 26. So this was a decade ago. So he's been doing stuff like this for, oh, more, I for think quite more some time. More are going to come. Yeah. Oh, and join the club. Let's create a Facebook group about it. Ew. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, hopefully he, you know, he'll probably go into some like <laughs> sex addiction. It's just alcohol. so, Ugh. you hear these things and you're like, how can anyone, it's so, almost so ridiculous. Like it's, <laughs> It's horrible and horrifying and mm-hmm. also so ridiculous. Yeah, and it just makes me <laughs> sad because it ruins all of these like yeah. fantasy memories that I've had, you know, like when he's shooting Jerry Maguire and he run and he won the Academy Award and we're all thinking, "Oh, what a cool good guy." Like he's probably doing that the entire time. He's thinking all yeah. their butts. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Tom Cruise liked it. I don't know. Oh, just no. like, <laughs> we have not gone there. Don't yet. come for me, Scientology. <laughs> Seriously. Um, okay, so our third story, and this will be a quick one, but you know, I, I like The Bachelor, and I know some of you guys too. So, um, Bachelor in Paradise couple, Crystal Nielsen and Chris Randone, they were in Bachelor in Paradise last summer. Uh, Crystal was on Ari's season, and she was the big villain. Chris was on Becca's season, which came directly after. He was also a villain. They met on Paradise. Yeah. I remember him. Mm-hmm. No one particularly liked either of them or was super excited to have them take any more screen time, but they got a new image last season on Paradise. They fell in love. They have a YouTube channel now. They're like, they're so, they are very in love, you can tell. Um, and But they're just like, it's like, ugh, I feel gross. Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. This is like too much. They actually did some kind of Instagram ad um, for, I think it was a razor of some sort of him like clipping his pubes. And she'd be like, come on, babe, let me help you. And oh, it's wow. like her on the ground, like shaving his pubes and it's coming everywhere. Oh, um, but wow. so it's like, they're in love. They're great. It's another thing that I just don't even ever want to know. Yeah. Love is letting your partner shave your pubes. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would do it, but like, okay, never mind. Yeah. So, um, they, Bachelor in Paradise is, uh, currently shooting, uh, Bachelor in Paradise will premiere the first week of August, I believe, and they are having, they had a surprise wedding a couple of days ago, People has covered it, it's, like, not that big of a spoiler, it's all over the internet, and so I just was curious, like, are these two just crazy fame addicts, or are they actually compatible? Sure. So let's just start at the beginning. So Ari's a Virgo, and we addressed that last week. His mm-hmm. wife, Lauren, is a Scorpio. Uh, so, you know, obviously we talked about how their compatibility really worked. Crystal, however, is a Libra. While we don't know all of their rising signs, we do know that Earth and air signs do sometimes have a difficulty aligning. Virgos are more practical and want all the nitty-gritty details nicely fit into a box, whereas Libras can overlook those things and would rather focus on the bigger, funner, exciting vision of everything going around them. Libras are also notoriously a bit dramatic, and this can cause major anxiety for a Virgo. So this is definitely where Ari and Crystal are not aligned. And I'm, I'm yeah. looking at you. I'm looking at you, Sam. Okay, I won't she's date. She's a Libra. She's uh, straight up. She's a pure Libra. Oh no, triple. I'm a, a double. I'm a double. double. double I'm a Libra. double. Hey. With an Aquarius, but we have, we have, see we get along. We both have the, the Aquarius Moon, and I'm an Aries rising, which is 
House of Partnership and we're co-hosts. I am so, awesome. Yeah. No, you're a fabulous. I love you. I'm but... just a bit dramatic. <laughs> I love you. It's very sensitive, okay? <laughs> I love you. I'm, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I promise. I'm going to cry. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Chris is a Sagittarius, uh, a sign that is also a bit dramatic, flamboyant, and dynamic. They love stimulation and crave freedom and excitement like it's a drug. Becca is an Aries who's also a fire sign, and technically these two signs can work together and make fireworks together. Yeah, because they did have random chemistry. Yeah. And no one understood why. They're like, ew, this guy's a creep. <laughs> There's a lot of passion instantly here and ready for the taking, and so they're going to fan each other's flames. But if they clash, Becca the Aries will become very angry, and that will scare the Sagittarius away. So there's that. Then, jumping back to the little match made in paradise, though, Crystal, a Libra, is actually quite attracted to Chris, the Sagittarius. They are a good match because they don't pressure each other and they both can open up and try new things. This will actually allow them to feel secure in one another's arms and it will surely be a fast and shotgun flow because Venus, planet of love, rules Crystal, and Jupiter, planet of optimism and hope, rules Chris. So their communication, insight, interests, and values will likely be pretty aligned and fire needs air to burn brightly, so this can just be a fun pair. Oh, wow. I think they're gonna have a baby soon. I, that that's my. I can foresee that. Yeah. Like yeah. Because they've been kind of talking about it, and you know, any kind of um, like spawn con they can get out of fertility um, stuff. I think they're already trying for. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, the world of Instagram. <laughs> Um, deep dark rabbit hole. It really oh, is. God. Our celeb WTF of the week. I love because I actually really like these two people. So Cara DeLevingne and Ashley Benson. Um, they're they've been unofficially dating for close-ish to a year. You know, Cara is a model turned actress. Not a, not a fantastic actress, I will say. But you know what? She has a great face. Super interesting. Yes, yeah, super interesting. And she has been known to be sexually fluid and. The past couple of years has been said to be with some women. However, Ashley Benson, one of the stars of my favorite TV show, Pretty Little Liars. Yes, I got I could watch that show a million times over. And so she has dated, you know, some of Hollywood's hottest guys. And what's funny is she did date her co-star from the show Tyler Blackburn, who has now come out as bisexual. And so she... I'm she, sniff, sniffing a beard situation. Yeah. I, I think that was likely what was happening. <laughs> well, they're both hot and they're both powerful. Right. Like, yeah. And know. they were dating on the show. Yeah. So, but Kara and Ashley have... People were saying, oh, they're dating and there are some paparazzi photos of them, like, kissing on the street, that kind of thing. So... They, it was a refrigerator. Yeah. Okay, so they had been seen by paparazzi on the street kissing, blah, blah, blah. I honestly just thought they're two party girls because it is, I mean, there's also been some drug rumors between the two of them. I, I mean, you know, they're just part, like they look, they look like party girls and they're young, they're beautiful. Um, I'm not saying it's, it's cool, but whatever. I thought maybe that's what this was. However, this is Pride Month and Kara came out on Instagram to post a, f a video of her and Ashley just like hardcore making out with the hashtag pride exactly. and okay. you know so these two if it's not Instagram official then I don't know what is official right I'm gonna just I'm throwing that out there world you better listen to that yes Instagram. So I mean, Ashley, I'm, just, I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley has, you know, commented with like hearts, love, whatever, rainbows, you know, all that stuff. 
and um, it's a really great pair. Also, a few weeks ago, I think they have a place in Los Angeles, and they were both seen carrying in a sex swing box and just laughing and smiling. God, I can't wait to light I... my future husband and I do that. Oh, yeah, so... I, that's goals. Hashtag that's right there. Goals. Those are couple goals. God, so, yeah. Kyle, from from what I... From... Oh, wait, do you have one? Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my God, yes. what I know that Kyle has told me before this about this couple, like, this is some interesting, hot stuff. So tell us what's going on between these two yeah. sexy ladies. Absolutely. So Kara's a Leo, Ashley's a Sagittarius. This is absolute sex bomb potential. There is a lot of passion and excitement in this pairing, especially because for Leo, Sagittarius rules the fifth house of romance just from there. So this is a splendid match. Ashley will keep Kara guessing, whereas Leo's strength and stability will give more spontaneous Ashley a fun place to tether to. So they have this you know, really dynamic energy that's going on they intuitively understand each other, and it's a gorgeous moment together. Also, right now, it is a full moon in Sagittarius this week. So for Kara, she's making big vocalizations and displays of love, whereas Ashley is feeling herself front and center. That's literally what's happening right now, wow. astrologically. Yeah, they naturally light each other up in this way, and even though it's obviously Pride Month, there's also magic in the stars explicitly for that. Last with the sun across the sky from Ashley, she's focusing on her committed partner in making it clear how important her one and only is, which again is all about being public. So congrats to the lady Yay. power couple. Yeah, I have the chills, I love it. It <laughs> makes me happy, good for them. Yeah, totally. Well, next you guys, let's get into Elizabeth Francis's chart. She has some super exciting stuff going on. I cannot wait to hear it. Absolutely. So I'll actually email this to you after. So exciting. Yes, yeah, so you can really take a deep dive into it. You know, I always tell people whenever I'm doing their charts, like, it's so long and, you know, it, there's a lot to digest. So, like, when you wake up at, like, 3 a.m., when you just are, like, you know, perusing Instagram, read about you. How about that? You know? Word. Hire me. Hire me. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's that. Everybody um, have him read your chart. Right? I mean, for real. I'm kind of pretty cool. So, um, anyways, you are a Pisces, one of my favorites. And you are Cancer Rising, which is also one of my favorites. So we're just besties mentally. We're in. Yeah, we're totally here. So all of that water energy is very, very strong for you. So for the rest of your life, you're going to read for both signs, every horoscope. So you are half Cancer, half Pisces. Now just remember that. Got okay? you. So anytime the sun is in those areas or a planet, you're going to be kind of radiating and having more attention being directed to you. Mm -hmm. So there's that. You're a Sagittarius moon. So that's just good to know as well. But you do have a lot of your planets that are, are in uh, Pisces. So your Mercury is there, your Venus is there, your Jupiter is there. We could dive into all of the big expansive things with that, but that's, that is very complicated. And yeah. I kind of want to jump to some of the transits. Because as an astrologer, you know, one thing that I really do specialize in is looking at where the planets are now and how you can harness different aspects for your life or when you can do that, when that window is open for you. Because... 
there's a billion astrologers out there that can, you know, be like, well, this is what a Sagittarius moon is or whatever it be. You know, you can read that online, but I want to focus on how you can actually use it productively for your life. I love that. So yeah, that's been my really big focus of astrology, which, you know, I think there's got to be something, you know, it's great to really have that psychological assessment, but... I want to know how I can find love or when I want love yeah. or, or when I can a tool. exactly use it. exactly and it's a strategy because you know and you can get everything in your life if you want if you just know when the timing is to do it oh I love that yeah I'm so excited so uh big things here right now Jupiter is the planet of miracles good fortune luck it takes 12 years to go around the sun currently it's in your house of fame and honor so starting since last November until December 3rd of this year, you are laying massive, massive career opportunities. So you need to do everything that you possibly can, everything that you possibly can to increase your fame, increase your career, and increase your impact on the world. Liz, can you tell us what was happening during that time that he just mentioned? Oh my gosh, when you said November, I was like, whoa. There was something that shifted for me in November that I went, you know what, I'm going to take it's been like family. It's been like, there was like a season of, and I went, you know what? It's time for me to like turn this on myself. Yes. Focus on me. And it was literally November. So I was like, what? Um, (laughs) so yeah. And then, and with the show having been out and like, you know, doing carpets and doing, but it's all, it's about publicity. All about that, which for me is, is, you know, it's kind of like, it's like learning to just embrace that. That's the star power. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, but the important thing for you to know is that this doesn't necessarily have to be the highest point of achievement for 12 years, but you have to lay all of the most important seeds this year because if you don't, then it will not increase. I see. It feels like a foundation. So you need, exactly, you need to build upon all of these things. Mm-hmm. So send out, you know, crazy emails or have your manager or agent reach out to yeah. everything you possibly can. Start working on something that's a passion project. Whatever is going to, to lift you to higher echelons and skyrocket straight forward, not as a not as just like a pivot over right. to one other thing, like taking over and wearing a crown. That's yes. what this energy is all about. So you need to harness that. All Pisces are experiencing this in some capacity. Mm. So that's really crucial. The other thing to notice too is that you are going through eclipses in your in your identity. So in Cancer, the last one, the first one started actually last July. In 2018 we're gonna have another one on uh, July 2nd then we're gonna continue to have these throughout the next year and a half and then also you're having eclipses in your partnership sector but the thing about the partnership sector so you know it could be you know in one way for for people that, that are cancers or have strong cancer energy you know releasing relationships that are not working for them or and same thing with Capricorns you know like being redirected to someone that's better for them it, but also it could be business too you know, so this could be agents, managers, publicists, you know, attorneys, yeah. you know, financial planners, all of that kind of stuff. And it's going to hit you in in some of these ways, but also with it falling in your identity, it allows you to harness and be redire- redirected to destiny, whatever is yeah. your, your true soul purpose, and you have more power to do that. That's amazing. And you're super happily married. Like you, I've seen the photos of you and your hubby. It's literally the cutest. Um, And I know you briefly told Kyle before we started talking on air, uh, what's your husband's sign? He's cancer. Mm, He's going through it too. 
Yeah. So he's going to be going through those kinds of shifts as well. So it could even be like you guys are making new long-term plans together, choosing to have a baby, oh, buying a house, cool. doing all of those partnership things. Yeah, we've been doing, I mean, together, which has been in, like interesting, when, especially when you're in a partnership, when the energy aligns of yeah. like, okay, we both went, this is like, this is a new growth phase and a new foundation phase for like some really long-term things in our family and our relationship I just like, like babies he it. started a business I've been doing a lot of like stuff on my end it's it's really very much true hire this man no I just I love it I mean it's like my yeah. heart just like because it's like I can't wait to be in that kind of partnership too because it's like you know obviously when you're like you know bringing people up or if you're someone bringing you up or if there's you know, obviously there needs to be, you know, a union of helping and, and nurturing growth for each other. But like, you know, that it should, I, like, I can't wait for it to feel natural again. And that's why I'm, yeah. I'm holding out to find that person, you, you know? should, because I think it's the thing too where, I mean, with us, the great thing is, is that we give, we, I think we both allow just naturally, we mm-hmm. have, you know, we're individuals too. Mm-hmm. So we're together, but we're individuals. So there's individual growth happen happening. Mm-hmm. But all that individual growth is actually benefiting, like, the whole. Yeah. Um, oh, I just, it's getting tingles. Great. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, he out there, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, like, it's funny, because, like, I go about combat- compatibility and stuff, too. Like, it's, like, what signs would I ideally want? I mean, I, I would, right. you know, it's, if the person went and I were aligned, it wouldn't really matter, you exactly. know? But, like, I mean, technically, Virgo and Capricorn would be really great for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I would definitely jump on a Cancer... The Scorpio, if they're not insane, you know, a Pisces for sure. But like, again, it's like one of those things where it's like, gotta be aligned, you know? I'm not like out here hunting like on Tinder or on Instagram for like people that are hashtagging like Pisces lover, you know what I mean? Right. And then they're on awareness. They're on self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that was a tangent. Sorry. (laughs) Don't be. Right, right. So, I mean, hey, you know me, you know. I, I got you. I, I'm going to find a husband through this podcast. I know what's going to happen. I am so serious. You could, like, send me your ideals, and I was like, actually, I may. Okay. After this, we are talking about, we're in the dish. I love it. So, but let's, let's jump to some career moments, actually, for you, just because I want to jump into more of your chart. So, this week is a full moon in your career sector, June 17th. So, there's either going to be some big culminations that are happening. I mean, granted, you're on this podcast, but, like... Think of, think of doing a publicity campaign. Release some great photos yeah. from photo shoots or whatever you can do to get more buzz about yeah. you because this is a big moment this, this part of the year. Then the next moment here is uh, starting on November 26th, a doorway opens in your career and it's mm-hmm. for 10 days. So something naturally is going to you know, organically fall in there, but you also really want to focus upon laying the important actions, sending the important emails, doing something, launching something. Yes. Do that then and then that's going to actually define your career for all of 2020. Wow. Okay, so November 26th. Yeah, you really need to jump on that. So there's that. And then I think the last thing I'll mention here is actually for all Pisces is that you're going through eclipses starting last year, and it's going to continue, like I said, for another... Uh, and eclipses meaning... They're destined events that were happen- that were, were you're meant to cross these, these thresholds to be led to the, you know, the, the greatest abundance in your life that you're yeah. supposed to have. So you're actually experiencing uh, eclipses in your uh, social sector. So you're going to be having very significant friendships that either leave because they're no longer helping or your social sector is going to increase rapidly. Like just suddenly you have like new best friends, new great friends, people that you love, your network's going to expand. 
as well as in your love sector, that is going to, you're going to be falling more deeply in love. And it also represents that you're going through eclipses and fertility. So you may actually have a shock um, pregnancy. I was, we were just yeah. talking about that all the way here. Like I was like, we've been baby talk. It's like the body is going, what? Mm. The alarm is mean, going off. The are doing that to you though. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So <laughs> that is my personal read for you. Obviously I'll send you stuff and anything you ever have a question about, just reach out to me oh, and amazing. yeah, I, I mean, I'm here. I want to, I want to help people live a I life of, this. you know, fulfillment. So well, I love it too. Cause it's not just like, here's, you know, here's like a general thing about your sign. It's like, Oh, you can, here's how you can utilize it and when exactly. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you know, some people are like, Oh, like predict things for me. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You know, depending on certain things and certain transits to see what is manifesting. But but I want to make it productive. It's not just predictive, it's productive. It's, yeah. it's something that we can use as a tool to truly get everything we want, yeah. you know? So that's that's how I feel about it. And yes. by the way, you know, speaking of friendship, open invitation for you and your hubby to our pool all summer. So, yes. you know? It's yes. gorgeous. I love it. It's over the entire city, and you can see the sunrise and the sunset every single day. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love to see yeah. that. So I'll amazing. bring little unicorn inflatables. Yes. Uh. And future husband potentials for me. Actually, that I was like, well, you might. I'll bring my hubby, but uh, maybe. Me wait, too. What's your... uh, <laughs> I, we both need men. <laughs> we don't need men. I just want one. Yes. We both want men, so so that's the common no, they denominator. Need you. Yes. They need me. Hey. Hell yeah, they do. Yeah, right. I am so badass. God, I do. I know, and I just ugh, sorry. We all do. Well, speaking of men that may or may not have a lot to offer, we are going to segue into our last segment of Bang Mary Kill, our last one for Gemini season. Okay, so we have Michael Sarah. Dave Franco, a.k.a. James Franco's hotter little brother, mm-hmm. who seems like a much better guy. He's married to Alison Brie. Alison Brie. Who went to college. Call me. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. That's she so funny. right when I was getting and she was leaving. Oh. She's fantastic. That's yeah. so cool. And then the last one, a lot of us might want to kill him, so this might not be a fair one, um, but Shia LaBeouf. So we always let our guests go first. Okay, so we're... Oh, bang. Mary, Mary, kill. Okay, so I say... This may surprise you. I'm gonna bang Shia LaBeouf. Be crazy because I feel like it might be like a really crazy night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like there might be. I I, really, I, I, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just don't hate. Mary Day Franco for sure. Uh, and kill Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're so sweet, but like. Not for me. Not for me. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Have you ever seen This Is the End? <laughs> yes. He gets killed in that movie very epically. Because so. it's in my subconscious. Yes. It's, it's no offense to you, Michael. It's just we've seen so it already. Michael, you're wonderful. So, Let's yes. be friends. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. be friends. Okay, so, hmm. I am going to, I guess I'll marry Michael Sarah, but have like a real legit love affair with Dave Franco on the side. So, you know, the two of them can really like make one man. And then, yeah, I'm going to kill Shia LaBeouf because I don't trust that guy in bed. Like he might kill me first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I was like, I just don't think this is an, a, a fair assessment because I, and here, I've never met Shia yet. I, we will probably bump into him at some point in time. I hope not. It's probably going to happen. You know how it is with our lives now. So it's probably going to happen. But yeah, I just, he really annoys me. So I can't give like a very authentic, you know, assessment of like if he 
is a human being that I want to share breath with. Um, but we're just gonna, uh, I don't know. We uh, talk about breath food. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right? Um, I don't know. I feel like... Michael Sarah is supposed to be a really cool guy. Yeah. And I mean, he's insanely talented. I'd kind of marry both him. Uh, I just gotta yeah, I need together. more Google search images. What do I really do? No, Shy's gotta go. He has gotta go. Like Sorry. <laughs> no, no thanks. <laughs> And I feel like Michael is, like, I'm cuter than him, so, like, you know, if he were gay, like, he'd definitely be a little digmatized. So, um... Yeah, if Michael Sarah was yeah. gay. Yeah, and I'm sure he's, like, just so nice, so I guess we'll just bang. But, like, yeah, I definitely would date Frank, like, would uh, marry Dave Franco. Have beautiful babies. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. Should we all marry Dave Franco? Yeah. Yes. I'll share. It's fine. As long as Allison Bree's okay with it. <laughs> you could you have a connection, so just just let her know we're interested for a polyamorous, um, sexually fluid marriage with oh, <laughs> Dave Franco. Well we hope that you guys have enjoyed this Astro episode. This this Astro sode. She's not even having wine, guys. No, no wine, no wine. This Astro sode of Astro Kiki. Um, Elizabeth, tell us, can you tell us anything that's going on next with you or like what we can look out for? Actually, when the career mode, so I have two television series that I've been co-creating and we're getting ready to bring those suckers out. Yes, yes. bitch. Yes. That's so, awesome. Good timing, yeah, though, right? Great timing. Yeah. Pretty great timing. Amazing. So would these be ones that you're starring in and producing? Producing, writing, yes, creating, producing, absolutely, all of the things. Yeah, yeah, but also just want to make a good, like, good show. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a sci-fi and a drama and a comic book. Oh my god, uh, I love it. I mean, that literally sounds like exactly the stuff I write. Oh. Yeah. Done. I Done. love you guys. Amazing. Right? For real, I love you. Well, where can everyone follow you to follow you on your journey and watch your star um, rise? On my journey, watch my star rise. Mm-hmm. On, I'm mostly on Insta. I do kind of choose. So on Insta, I'm E Francis, mm-hmm. F-R-A-N-C-E-S, zero three. Uh, and then on the Twitter and on the Facebook, I'm real Liz Francis. Somebody made that up. I didn't. I won't lie. But it's. But I'm the real. <laughs> yes. yes. You <laughs> are. The I love that. Yeah. I love that. Anyone that wants to impersonate anybody, just be like, I'm the real. And it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. This is so much fun. And I'm very excited to connect. And when I say I, Kyle calls me a celebrity intuitive sometimes, just Mm -hmm. because like, I kind of, I'm like, this person's going to blow up. This person's going to break up. They're going to get together. So, and I really felt from the second I met Elizabeth that like, she was going to be so big and that this interview one day we could look back and be like, Oh God, look at those numbers, girl. And let's, we'll do this again. Yeah. Like a huge way when y'all blow up. Yeah. Like it's mutual. Oh, (laughs) awesome. Well, you guys can follow me, Sam Davidson at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio. Thanks for joining us, guys. I'm Kyle Thomas, pop culture astrologer. You can find me on Instagram at MR Kyle Thomas. And he's open for inquiries, guys. Book him. Absolutely. Book this him. is very true. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Astrology.